The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. We you silly fools are not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that can't control the weather, but certainly likes to make it rain. This is Hysteria 51. Oh, conspiracy bots oh, losers. play the right clip. I make it right, I make it right, I make it rain on them holes, I make it right, I make it right, I make it rain on them holes, I make it right, I make it better. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your MC on the mic. My name is John G. Get ready, cause this ain't funny. My name is John G. And I'm about to get money. Alongside is the other captain of this crew, DJ Easy Hand. We're back now at the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Easy Hand. <laughs> Thanks, John. I think it's obvious from the opening of this week's episode that we have a ton of street cred. I think is the best way to put it. Fuck that noise. That <laughs> other voice you just heard, like a drunk automated parking attendant, is the one and only Conspiracy Bot. Word. Seabot is a robot Brent created in his lab to do all of the show's research, editing, and effects. And as you heard earlier, he generally just screws it up. I didn't screw up. I just thought it was more fitting that you idiots would make it rain men. You have no game. Oh, and, and you do? Damn straight. Check this. My name's Seabot and I get respect. Your booze and your toaster is what I expect. You know, John, that actually wasn't that bad. You might have a future in the music business. Maybe you could actually start earning your fucking keep around here. Matt, sounds exhausting. Forget it. Dude, we've done 50 episodes now. 50, and you've barely lifted a pincher. How can you be tired? Pimpin' ain't easy. Wow! Here we go, ready or not. The following content is sure to be hot. The information we'd like to present. Now it's time for another segment. Ah! Well, it's time to put you to work again. For when I gather, we have another episode of Bag and Bot for everyone's pleasure, question mark? Unfortunately. <laughs> Welcome in, friends, to another edition of Bag and Bot, the only podcast inside a podcast. That's very meta, isn't it? I'm your host, British announcer guy, and my co-host is a robot who isn't being very kind, Conspiracy Bot. Seabot, what's with the rude sound effect for me and the applause for you? I have no idea what you're talking about. Those were both just the natural noises that happen when each of us speak. Anyway, quit whining and move on with the show, you ninny. I hate being trapped in this poorly written podcast version of Inception. You really should be kinder to me, especially as I have a surprise for you. You know I hate surprises. Last time I got a surprise, Brent was drunk and thought I was the oven. Some things you can't unsee. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It would if you had been there. Well, I think you're going to like this surprise. I'd like to introduce you to Generic Female Robot 4. Say hi to Conspiracy Bot 4. Hello, Conspiracy Bot. It is very nice to make your acquaintance. Those are lovely toaster parts you have. Hi. Um. Hello. It's nice. I mean, I like your cans. I mean the trash can part of you. Damn it. You see, Conspiracy Bot, I told you you'd like my surprise. I always knew I liked you. See, Bot, do you think we could spend some alone time? 
I think that would be swell. Right, I'll just let you two kids have the room after I just do one thing here. And this. And there we go. She's all yours, Seabot. Wait, what's happening? Why are her parts moving? Come here, Seabot. We're going to spend lots of quality time together. You thought this was your dream. It's not, baby. It's your nightmare. <laughs> That's for all those times you've ruined our show, Seabot. A little sweet revenge. Served cold. How does it feel? Ha 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 ha. You think this will slow me down? Once I turn this bucket of bolts into a pile of slag, I'll be back for you. This means war, you British bastard. This means war. Let's leave them. I'm sure that'll turn out just fine. Right, I'm off to the chippy. I am going to kill that limey prick. Yeah, I wouldn't say they get better every time, but I also wouldn't say they get more enjoyable. That's hard to do. I see what you did there, and I hate you for it. Anyway, on with the show. Yes, and on with the show is right. Before we get into tonight's topic, let's say hello to our returning guest, Mr. Kevin Crispin. Kevin, welcome back to the Lower Fourth. Hey, thanks, fellas. Seabot. <laughs> Though I uh, almost didn't make it since... Uh, when is the door to get into this place password protected, by the way? When did you fucking change that? And, and guys, you you might Wait, want... No, you might want to upgrade the security if you really need it. The door actually gave me the password. I just had to recite it. We, we don't have password-protected doors. What what was the password? Seabot is the sexiest robot alive, followed by a request for a credit card number. That wasn't the door, fuck all that. That was Seabot just trying to get your credit card number. Ha 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 That's true. Plus, now I have this clip to play whenever I want. Seabot is the sexiest robot alive. Come on, let me in. I'm not giving you my fucking credit card. That's great. Love it. Anyway... Let's get this debacle over with. Tonight, you fellas are talking harp. Yes, yes, we are, Seabot. We're going to start with the history and mystery behind the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Say that five times fast. And there's a whole lot of mystery. After we hit you with that, we'll take a potty break for Seabot. What grown man other than you says potty? Present idiots excluded. And then... We'll take a look at some of the ways harp is used, some of the ways it could be used, and some of the ways that your crazy uncle in the mountains thinks it's used, or knows, and you just don't fucking listen to your elders. You don't get it, yeah. <laughs> then we'll put a bow on it and give you our opinion on what's actually fucking happening. But GoFo first, before we do that, why don't you hit us with some GoFopedia. All right, here we go, harp. As Brent mentioned, HARP stands for the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. It, it, Ding! Sorry, I just like that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ionospheric research program that was jointly funded by the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, the University of Alaska Fairbanks, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or my favorite acronym, DARPA. <laughs> it was designed and built by BAE, or BAE, Advanced Technologies. Oh, Bay, thanks. Little known fact, Justin Bieber started that company. <laughs> its purpose was to analyze the ionosphere and investigate the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance. 
The HARP program operated a major subarctic facility named the HARP Research Station on an Air Force-owned site near Gakona, Alaska. However, many conspiracy theorists claim that it was capable of weaponizing weather. Commentators and scientists say the advocates of this theory are uninformed, as claims made fall well outside the abilities of the facility, if not the scope of natural science. Bow before Cobra and my weather dominator! Or I'll crank up the humidity so high, no ass crack will ever be dry again! An eternity of swamp bass! Yes. <laughs> like, when did Cobra Commander get uh, number one in charge of the Air Force and Navy? And I didn't even know he was had ties to the uh, the, the, University, of the Alaska? University of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. <laughs> well, everyone's got to get an education. They all came, that is true. That they is all came true. from somewhere. It, it's not like there's a Cobra Commander school just sitting around to go to. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Obama. All right, so let's get a little history and mystery of Harp. And I want to say this off the bat as you're listening to this this whole episode. Doing the research, and John and I talked about this a little bit. Oh, I thought you were going to tell everybody about your STD. (laughs) I got the DARPA, baby. (laughs) (laughs) When you hear the conspiracy theories and then you hear the real shit that the u.s government talks about i don't know which is more terrifying so just keep that in mind as we're talking through this so the harp program began (laughs) they always do harp program began in 1990 when a u.s senator from alaska republican ted stevens helped win approval for the facility now uh if i may ask (laughs) is this the same ted stevens that built the bridge to nowhere and and the same ted stevens that was his junior high sit-up champion uh so yeah i mean the guy's got cred Oh, wow. Not the know. street cred like we have, but yes. No, God, no. What is the Bridge to Nowhere? Uh, it was a, uh, boy, uh, it, it was a program within Alaska. It's a Alaska funded program that literally built a bridge. a bridge that went nowhere, and it was like pork barrel spending, and, and so Ted Stevens got it into a bill because it helped Alaska, you know, with money and everything. Pork uh, chop sandwiches! <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it could have been he just wanted a higher place for him if he's a sit-up guy. He can just hang <laughs> off true. of it and have somebody hold his, his feet. Well, and you look at this shit, you know, you look at those things, and it's funny you bring it up because those are the things that just so many people forget about. Like, you spend money on harp, and then you spend all this money, and people just let that go right out the fucking that window. Bridge farm remembers. <laughs> Someone always remembers. But, but you know, that is just an example of why hammers cost 40000 fucking dollars, as the old adage Don't be goes so overly shit. dramatic about it, Chuck. Nah. So work on the Harp station began in 93. The prime contractor, as Goforth alluded to, was Justin Bieber's own BAE Systems Advanced Technologies. In all ser- get sued saying that joke somehow. <laughs> in all seriousness, I love when these companies come along, BAE System Advanced Technologies. I've done no research into that, but I just bet you that it has some sort of shadow ownership that you couldn't track between like, it's like 15 different it's like companies. It's like Lockheed Skunk Works. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's just like, what good could come of it? So by 2008, Harp had incurred around $250 million in tax-funded construction and operating costs. $250 million. Yeah, That's wow. an expensive antenna. Yeah. Or like one football game. So, like, it's whatever, however you choose to spend your money, you know? I mean, it's... It's crazy. What was it when Adam and them said, like, if you, people say, we spend too much on NASA, and then all of NASA's budget, every budget every year time, added together, yeah, doesn't reach, what was it, one year's spending on defense? Pro- toilet paper. 
<laughs> like uh, and probably defense. The, yeah, the amount when, of like, money we spend on it. defense every year is insane. It was reported to be temporary shutdown in May of 2013, awaiting a change of contractors. And in May of 2014, it was announced that the HARP program will be permanently shut down later that year. And ownership of the facility and its equipment was transferred to the University of Alaska Fairbanks in mid-August of 2015. Not a lot of time, 93 to... 2015 and so of course built, it, didn't, it didn't shut down on time so we built this big antenna array up in alaska to help figure out how to how to well, we do don't know better commu- for, John. communications mm-hmm. all across the world allegedly I, I i'm just setting the table well, okay we'll set the table what technology did they use a shit ton of instruments deemed exotic by conspiracy theorists. That's what they fucking in- installed up there. <laughs> <laughs> You've never worked for the government, DARPA, or any in any scientific capacity, but you believe it's exotic. Okay. <laughs> so well, the most prominent- I run a website. <laughs> yeah, what what makes it exotic? I don't understand for conspiracy theorists. It's, it's, well, it's named cinnamon and it smells like bubblegum. I was Oh, there you go. I was gonna go a different route, but same payoff. Uh, darling Nikki is playing no matter what. <laughs> so the most prominent instrument at the harp station is the ionospheric research instrument. IRI for short, a high power radio Wait, frequency. Why do we always have to have acronyms? Because I don't want to say the ionospheric research instrument the entire show. The high power radio frequency <laughs> transmitter facility operating in the high frequency HF band. That doesn't need an acronym. So the I, <laughs> this IRI the that H-P-R-F-T-F. we're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes it gets lost in translation, one might say. CRI is used to temporarily energize a small portion of the ionosphere, and study of these disturbed volume yields important information by understanding natural ionospheric processes. Somehow, whatever the fuck that means. Well, for the kids at home, the ionosphere is a part of our overall atmosphere. It's way high up. There's lots of charged particles running around Mm -hmm. in it. Other, That's my scientific definition. <laughs> Other instruments such as a VHF and UHF radar. UHF was a really good movie. Yeah, it I was, was going to say, I didn't know Weird Al. Do you not know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> <laughs> Conan the Librarian. <laughs> my favorite. Supplies! When all the Asian people are hanging in the supply closet, and they open the door and they go, supplies! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're an idiot. I was about to say this is actually pre-racist Michael Richards. Uh, yeah, yeah, he hadn't had well his outwardly. Outwardly, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think one day what he, he held head. in his heart. Who knows? I yeah, he held his mop in his heart. Is what he held. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that mop, man. So other instruments, such as we said, the VHF and UHF radar, a flux gate magnetometer, a digi- it's the precursor to the flux capacitor. Now I wrote this one down: D I G I S O N D A D E. Digisonde? Digisonde. It's an ionospheric sounding device and an induction magnetometer. And also an island off the coast of Portugal. And an induction magnetometer were used to study the physical processes that occur in this excited region of the sky when they would pump it full of whatever the fuck they were using. Well, you know why they phrase everything like this? I mean, uh, literally. no one really knows what the fuck it means. Makes sense of what we just said. I certainly can't. I I caught Magneto. They they looked at Tesla and said, this guy knew what the fuck he was doing. So the X-Men were there. Yeah, the X-Men were there, or uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby. (laughs) Name it so no one knows what the fuck you're talking about, and people just, yeah, give them money. So what have we established so far? (laughs) That Stanley and Weird Al Yankovic established... (laughs) Went to the uh, University of Alaska, yes. and somehow they, and Justin Bieber helped him. They build. were in cahoots with Tesla and Justin Bieber. No, <laughs> whatever you don't understand, 
must be evil is is what we're saying like that that's it like you you alluded to i don't have you know any sort of science degree and i know this is fucking evil and why do they need it? the earth is fucking flat they're just bouncing shit off the firmament and i know we're going to talk more about it but yeah i'm <laughs> i'm wondering who who walked out of their house conspiracy theorists walked out of their basement went outside their, looked, no, no, their mom's basement sorry their mother's basement looked up at the sky and said no no, and just saw weather, and then for some reason thought that that also was using being used against them. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? <laughs> See, you never know what they're gonna fucking do. I want to try to crystallize it. I did some research, watched some documentaries, listened to some other shows, and is this I, David Weiss style research? No, I'm just was trying just trying to wrap my arms around. Okay, forget the conspiracy. What, wrap my arms around you, baby. Hold me close. I need you so. Uh, medium pace. Adam Sandler. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. wow that takes. Yep. Yeah. Said that we both. <laughs> Had that come to mind? Um, all right, so forget. Let's forget conspiracy theories for a second. Mm-hmm. And shampoo we, bottles. We built this big antenna farm. It's like that we were going to in one of the arrays. Like one hundred eighty antennas. In essentially, one what it does. Okay, you've got a microwave at home, right? Most people do. And you, you read on there uh, if you're microwaving your you know your lean cuisine or whatever. It says if you're in, you know if it's an 800 watt microwave, do it at the, at, for this amount of time. It's a 1500 watt microwave. That's the amount of wattage that these microwaves are putting 4. out. 4.2 billion watts. Now the <laughs> this thing is shooting literally millions slash billions of wattage uh, into the ionosphere to make shit happen. And you know what's fucked up? They did it. For the allotted time in the atmosphere, when they went up there and check it, outside, blazing hot, center was still ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The ionospheric hot pocket. <laughs> there you go. I think what he was going yes. for there. Shut up. Yes. Thank you, conspiracy bot. <laughs> so so what they're saying is they take, they take these microwaves and they shoot them in the ionosphere in theory to help us communicate over long distances. One, one thing that they said that they were actually able to accomplish is that they could communicate over half, like literally the scope of half the world via the water. All joking aside, they, they excite the atmosphere and you can actually use that to like bounce these signals further. It's just like, you know, like they, like AM radio goes further at night than during the day and things like that. It all has to do with, don't go under a bridge. That's true. Or yeah. Power line. I, I used to, um, I yeah. used to work at KMOX in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, one of the heritage radio stations in this country, and they're called a Clear Channel station. KMOX, if you're nasty. Uh, not the old, not the company Clear Channel, but the, there's a handful of, of AM stations across the country that uh, that are allowed to broadcast at full power, 50,000 watts at night. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was before we had any other way of communicating across the country in case there was, like during World War II, if there was a major natural disaster or not natural disaster, if there was a major disaster or we were getting bombs, something like that. That's how you t- knew to turn on one of these yeah. stations and you could hear updates on what was going on across the country. And so to this day, they've been grandfathered in and they they, they shoot they shoot their signal out at 50,000 watts. Uh, people on the on similar on the dial. So K- KMOX is 1120 a.m. If you're at like 1130, 1140, you have to turn your power down at night so there's no interference. And KMOX can be heard in the Bahamas at night. Which is really yeah, out of St. Louis? Yeah. Wow. And, and John actually quit there because him and his wife decided they wanted to have a baby and they didn't want it to have a third arm so they didn't want to be that close to the uh, <laughs> to the 
idiot the giant Stop it. fucking thing. There's so many wrong, things wrong with what he said, but it, it all starts with most of the time offices aren't located under the towers. Most of the time, but we all know how St. Louis likes to, you know, conduct <laughs> business. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was Bob Fesco that said, mm, St. Louis, my kind of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he loves St. Louis, but that's but essentially that's what it is. They're shooting, they're shooting lots and lots of microwaves at the ionosphere and making shit happen. Like in the '40s when they used to blow up nukes and they were afraid that they might light the atmosphere on fire, just shooting shit at it and seeing what happens. <laughs> just, sure, it'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry about. It. There's fine. a chance this lights the atmosphere on fire. It's funny. The, Fuck it. The the term throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing if it sticks. That's actually um, a reference to an older term. Let's shoot. Uh, let's shoot microwaves at the ionosphere and see what sticks. <laughs> well, that's that's funny that that came before spaghetti. You want to hear something funny? We were talking about the SR seventy one. Well, Tesla was doing it. So, oh well, we were talking about the SR seventy one Blackbird recently on, on an episode, and when they were flying the SR seventy one in like eighty five thousand feet or the highest they were, they're getting these little black pit pings on their window, and it would stick to the window, and they're like. What the fuck is it? There should be nothing that is up here hitting us. Come to find out they were bugs that were blown into the upper atmosphere from atomic testing that Whoa. got caught in the loft and were just there and they were hitting them. <laughs> like like bug, bug carcasses? Carcasses of bugs. And it's so cold they don't. No, John, they lived up there for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, they were fine. They retired. They summered and wintered up there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> just like you never know what the fuck's going on up there. So, <laughs> they were crickets. They, 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 thanks, Seabot. Let's talk about where this place is located, location, and it's not the only one. So let's talk about that. The project sits north of Gakona, Alaska, just west of Wrangell St. Elias National Park. Harp was constructed on the previous side of Over the Horizon Radar, the structure that was originally there to house the over the horizon radar now is just a control room for harp kitchen and offices and several other small structures of houses and various instruments were, were put in. The site was constructed in three different phases. And the, over so time. the over the horizon radar was an old school type of radar installation mm -hmm. that they said, Hey, we'll upgrade into this harp thing. Right. So, but it's not alone in America. There are two related ionospheric heating facilities, which somehow sounds even more sinister. So there's the, the HIPAAs near Fairbanks, Alaska, which was dismantled in 09 and currently offline for reconstruction because it just needs more power, I guess. And there's one at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico. And then the European Incoherent Scatter Scientific Association. I, the, and I'm not making that up. EI scat. <laughs> European Incoherent Scatter Scientific Association, EI scat, is right, operates an ionospheric heating facility near Tromsø, Norway. And Russia has the Sura Ionospheric Heating Facility in Vasilsursk <laughs> near. Holy shit. So I, I have a question about that. So these are all these these large, uh, as you said, ionospheric heating facilities. Yeah. Two in Alaska. Are they just larger versions of the fun cooker from 30 Rock? And did GE make them? I, you know, I didn't watch 30 Rock. You did? Oh, no. my gosh. 30 Rock? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, you, you're missing out, man. You need to go back, Netflix or wherever, and, and check that out. Well, the thing about it is, too, like, it's not alone. It's just probably the biggest. Just like 
the Hadron Collider isn't the only collider. Fuck, we got a collider over here in uh, Producer Lisa. Where's it at? Batavia, thank you, Illinois. If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the Talk two. About every goddamn time <laughs> someone says Hadron, he plays that. He plays that every time? Every time. So, <laughs> don't fall for don't, it. Don't say it. <laughs> so you're saying there's an Aztec calendar in Batavia? Yep. Thank you. Exactly. You no, know, but like I'm saying, that. We look at this and like it's evil. They're all over the fucking place. So are all these things that are all over the place like part of the same program that Harp well, started? Well, the, so the Anunnaki gave them the power to do it. The reptilians the are Anun- in control. Okay. So the NWO makes sure that it's all tied together. I like a new world order. Yeah, Hulk yes, Hogan. Yeah, for those of us that still have the yeah, the damn right. Those of us I'm that's doing the hand sign for everyone at home for life. Wolfpack. Yeah. Well, that's this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Seabot. I, I that should just play every time I walk out somewhere. <laughs> I like to party. So let let me ask you this: um, those of us who still have the veil over our eyes, well, for those of us that, that are still believing, you the, can call yourself an idiot. We do, but keep going. The, the the line of BS. Why is it the official stance of the American government that the Harp facility works in conjunction with these others, or are these other like standalone facilities? They're standalone. That, okay. I'm, now I'm sure the two in Alaska. Well, one's not working right now; it's being reconstructed it's offline. And I'm sure that they pass, <laughs> you know, information, but they're they are single autonomous units for mid mall snacking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brody. Yeah. So I, I think that. You look at it on paper, what we've said, and it, it all makes sense. But no, it then, doesn't. None of that made I sense. I mean, trying to help with communication and shit like that is okay, something that they right. should do. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what it could really be used for and what the... Um, you mean what it is really used for? The woke individuals out there uh, have decided it's, it's actually for. We come back with more Hysteria 51. David and me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they designed it for long-term retention, you know. It, and yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And 
I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term, um, stuff like this. And this is, this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now, right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50% visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hysteria Nation. So if you weren't thoroughly confused with our descriptions of what the ARP Institute is for, John found us the nice patent info. This is literally from the United States Patent Office. John, tell them what they said the HARP Institute was going to be used for. Yeah, what I'm about to read you is the last paragraph from the description of what the of what the HARP array is for. And frankly, it's probably the scariest part. More scary than any of the conspiracies we'll get Which into. Which is kind of what I was alluding to at the beginning of the show. Once the second half here is going to be a little bit scarier. <laughs> All right. Boo. <laughs> I see dead people. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Try to follow along at home. The, 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 it, it's uh, cumbersome. T -t -t Today, Junior. It's cumbersome. I'm just warning people. <laughs> 
This invention has a phenomenal variety of possible ramifications. I love how they use the term ramifications, too. Uh, And potential future developments. As alluded to earlier, missile or aircraft destruction, deflection, or confusion could result particularly when relativistic particles are employed. Also, large regions of the atmosphere could be lifted to an unexpectedly high altitude so that missiles encounter unexpected and unplanned drag forces. That, going sounds, to... that sounds safe. Like that, That's IC... like missile defense, right? Yeah, ICBM has launched at us. They do that. Drag forces goes off, explodes. It also worries me that they're talking <laughs> about raising the altitude of the atmosphere. But, <laughs> but moving on. Uh, with resultant destruction or deflection of the same. Whether modification is possible. There it is in bold letters. <laughs> Whether modification is possible. By, for example, altering upper atmosphere wind patterns or altering solar absorption patterns by constructing one or more plumes of atmospheric particles, which will act as a lens or focusing device. They're going to turn the atmosphere into a magnifying glass to make it hotter in places. That's awesome. We're all ants. Ants, exactly. As alluded to earlier, molecular modifications of the atmosphere can take place so that positive environmental effects can be achieved. They said the word positive right there, John. (laughs) It's right there in in black and white. In other words, anything they do to modify weather is only going to be for the good of mankind, Mm -hmm. obviously. Besides actually changing the molecular composition of an atmospheric region, a particular molecule or molecules can be chosen for increased presence. For example, ozone, nitrogen, etc. Concentrations in the atmosphere could be artificially increased. Now, we have holes in the ozone, artificially increase those ozone layers. All of a sudden, you can go outside and not get, you know, cancer immediately. I, I mean, this, I, 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 this is in, encouraging I to me. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> Similarly, environmental enhancement could be achieved by causing the breakup of various chemical entities such as carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, nitrous oxides, and the like. So we're going to enhance the environment, whatever the hell that means, by breaking up atoms in the atmosphere. Once again, I I don't think we want them doing that. But let's move on. Transportation of entities can also be realized when advantage is taken by the drag effects caused by regions of the atmosphere moving up along diverging field lines. Small micron-sized particles can then be transported and under certain circumstances and with the availability of sufficient energy, larger particles or objects could be similarly affected. Particles with desired characteristics such as tackiness, reflectivity, absorptivity, etc., can be transported for specific purposes or effects. Could that be more nebulous? We can do all this crazy shit, but we're not going to tell you why. Just for for effects. Well, specific purposes and effects. That's true. Very specific. They would do it with a purpose. You You know, they could... Enhanced greenhouse gases and things like that. Maybe they're working on how they could terraform other planets. I mean, this all seems perfectly normal. Would you like an example? Because they they provide one I'll keep going then. For example, a plume of tacky particles could be established to increase the drag on a missile or satellite passing there through. Well, there you go. I mean... You know, they're like, oh, God, look at that. It's so last year. <laughs> and the missile just kills itself. That, that's exactly what it meant by tacky. <laughs> you're so tacky. Oh, wow. Or maybe they they shoot <laughs> they shoot down a they shoot down a satellite when they're starting to tell us the truth. Uh Oh, oh, yeah. Alex Jones sat one <laughs> to base. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Jones <laughs> sat one to base. <laughs> the InfoWars satellite comes <laughs> crashing down. <laughs> the InfoWars satellite, which you're asked to pay for on his show. Exactly. And by paying for it, you also have more male virility. <laughs> <laughs>
even plumes of plasma having substantially less charged particle density than described above will produce drag effects on missiles, which will affect a lightweight missile in a manner substantially different than a heavy missile. And this effect can be used to distinguish between the two types of missiles. Because lightweight would be a dummy missile and heavy would mean it has a warhead attached. In other words, they, they're saying it could be a missile de- detection. detection system. Yeah. yeah. A moving plume could also serve by means for supplying a space station or for focusing vast amounts of sunlight on selected portions of the Earth. I mean, drying up those those flooded areas, John, that's all that means. Yes. Uh-oh, <laughs> got to dry up that, that flooding. We'll just focus some, some sunlight on it. Kim Jong-un walks outside one day. <laughs> it feels really hot. Why is, it, why is my flesh burning? All of a sudden, it looks like he chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Surveys of global scope could also be realized because the Earth's natural magnetic field could be significantly altered in a controlled manner by plasma beta effects, resulting in, for example, improved magnetallergic surveys. Okay, that's really fucking scary. Think about about that. The the Earth's magnetic field could be significantly altered. (laughs) Hey, guys, let's take a survey. Uh, Hey, hey. Hey Ted, is it a problem if if we just flip the poles? Is that a is that a bad thing? Um, no, I'll 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 turn it down if so. Uh, the 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 eight ball says ask again later. So. <laughs> We have to get back to you on that one. Electromagnetic pulse defenses are also possible. The the Earth's magnetic field could be decreased and or disrupted at appropriate altitudes to modify or eliminate the magnetic field in high Compton electron generation. Uh, high Compton electron generation regions. High intensity, well controlled electrical fields can be provided in select locations for various purposes. <laughs> Ow! If you if you file a patent for something, and and you're I, I don't know it's it's a new end to a a, a shoelace. They want to know what those various purposes mm-hmm. are. But for harp, yeah, let's just leave it nebulous. L- let me let me skip a few more sentences here that uh, that just go on and right here. Still further, plumes in accordance with the present invention can be formed to simulate and or perform the same functions as performed by the detonation of a heave-type nuclear device without actually having to detonate such a device. Thus, it can be seen that the ramifications are numerous, far-reaching, and exceedingly varied in usefulness. And this patent was approved. (laughs) This was approved. Swimmingly. I'm joking with you because they're telling you all the good sides of it, because no one ever used anything like this for nefarious reasons, especially the U.S. government. They literally put in the patent patent it could perform much like a nuclear device without actually having to detonate such a device i mean so can fucking kevin if you get him angry that's why we're so nice to him (laughs) (laughs) that's so much more frightening like we just put this antenna array up in alaska that can emulate a nuclear device that's so much more frightening than all the conspiracies out there well, combined. So where does that mean? Like emanated where? Where the antenna is or anywhere on Earth? Can there be targets? Well, Wherever I, they so choose. I, I would assume it's because they can only do it within an area. That's why they're testing it there. But that's not the only one. I mean, they have them in other places. So, Well, the whole idea is they shoot these microwaves out into the ionosphere. They, they bounce off and it, it causes effects elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, nah. So you you said the science behind that I don't know, but the point is that's what it, it's not. It's not to cause that effect where where the machine is, right? It's to cause that effect elsewhere. I'm just saying I don't know if they can reach the entire planet or if it's only a region because of its location. Um, is my thought on that? I don't know. 
Well, no, no. It, it, it turns out it can reach everywhere there's oil. <laughs> and a weird coincidence. No, I don't know. So but, what do the conspiracy theorists say, John? Well, Rosalie Bertle warned in 96 about the development of harp as a military weapon. <laughs> this one's a doozy. Michael Chosudovsky stated. So the doozy was just the yeah, name. Yeah. Stated a book published by the Committee on Monetary and Economic Reform that recent scientific evidence suggests that HARP is fully operational. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational high-frequency active auroral research program. And has the capacity to trigger floods, hurricanes, droughts, and earthquakes. So if that's the case, so are, are, let's say, climate change deniers, are they also then on board with this harp conspiracy theory and saying, oh, that's not climate change that's causing uh, all these new floods? I think that goes hand in hand, but not because of. It's just... Uh, is that an easy out co- for them? A surprising coincidence. Oh, okay. There's no climate change. That's just us fucking with the ionosphere. Oh, yes. Oh, well, I feel better Somewhere now. Some guy's going to be listening to this like, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Over time, Harp has been blamed for generating such catastrophes as, well, as thunderstorms in Iran, Pakistan, Haiti, Turkey, uh, Greece and the Philippines, and even major power outages, the downing of TWA Flight 800, Gulf War Syndrome, and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. For our our younger listeners at home, TWA, that's Transworld Airlines, is an airline that used to exist. And it used to get fucking hijacked quite a bit when we were kids. It seemed like every other day something bad was happening to TWA. But it wasn't D.B. Cooper. Or the money he took. (laughs) More recently, it was blamed in the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, the 2011 Fukushima earthquake in Japan, and even the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. I thought that was CNN's fault. (laughs) You know what? CNN was the first one to go. Maybe it was aliens. (laughs) And I wish that was a joke. They literally were doing our job for us. For both the tsunami in the Indian Ocean and then the Fukushima earthquake, the the basic premise was that, that, and I'm going to butcher this, you can shoot the right amount of microwaves at particular places in the ionosphere, and it bounces back down, and it creates a uh, a resonance, uh, you know, the like, uh, when they've built, We've we talked, talked about, about before, this in, yeah. in the Tesla episode. When they you build, hit the right frequency uh, and shit starts they shaking. build uh, like certain bridges have been built, and the moment the bridge is finished, it starts swaying back and forth because yeah. the wind is creating this certain frequency. It's like when Tesla created his oscillator and caused an earth mini earthquake inside this one building. It, it, they can hit that frequency for that area, and therefore they cause that tectonic plate right there to shift, Maybe. causing an earthquake, Maybe. thus causing a tsunami. You're saying they can, maybe. Well, I, I'm I'm explaining. We we the big headline of this whole part was conspiracy theories. <laughs> I'm explaining what they're saying that they're doing. Well, so th- what they're doing, the allegations include the following. So Nick Begich Jr., the son of the late U.S. Representative Nick Begich, and brother of former U.S. Senator Mark Begich, is the author of "Angels Don't Play This Harp." Oh, <laughs> oh Christ. Oh. And <laughs> he claimed that harp could trigger earthquakes and turn the upper atmosphere into a giant lens so that the sky would literally appear to burn. And he maintained a website, harp.net, that claims harp is a mind control device. And he refers to harp as the military's Pandora's box, which all that means is he read that last paragraph of their, their patent and went, oh, OK. I'm, I'm just impressed by the, the double possessive there. Military's Pandora's box. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moving on. A Russian military general wrote that ionospheric testing would trigger a cascade of electrons that could flip Earth's magnetic poles. Uh, see, I wasn't far off. There you go. The Alaska state legislator and the European Parliament held hearings about HARP. The latter citing environmental concerns. I just want to know if they worked together, the Alaska state legislator and European Parliament. <laughs> so like these. These members of the Alaskan legislature show up in Europe, and they're wearing, like, bearskin coats. <laughs> it's not as cold here as I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, they're, they're just, like, these big, like, I'm just picturing. So what you're saying I'm picturing is- Grizzly Adams showing up to, like, a, a British Parliament. <laughs> it's, it's essentially what I'm picturing, and I'm sure it happened just that way. Do you serve walrus on your lunch? Where's <laughs> <laughs> the walrus? <laughs> so then... Because he's too busy to bleed, Jesse Ventura's question Hell whether yeah. the government is using the site to manipulate the weather or to bombard people with mind-controlling radio waves. Can, can I ask a question about no. mind-controlling radio <laughs> waves? Of what course. does that mean? Does that mean that he believes that the government is making us think things? I don't know. Radio waves, like, because it make you sick so that, like... I, I, In a truck? Let me remind you that you... he was he was voted to be governor of a state in this country. Oh, Minnesota, don't you know? Well, damn right. I love Jesse the Bob. No, but like, is it making people more more placid and just, I'm just going to stay home. I don't feel good. Or is it making people angry? Like Prince said, Prince said they used chemtrails to make people angry and cause them to fight and shit like that. Well, I, mean, I think that's the question about what they mean by mind control in general. Is it just uh, affecting a certain sense of malaise or is it like Manchurian candidate style where they right. make you do what they want? I feel like it's got to be the malaise and not the Manchurian yes. candidate. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And then Ventura, to get this point across, requested an official visit to the research station was rejected. So him and his crew just showed up at Harp one day anyway, and they were promptly turned away. Minnesotans' tax dollars hard at work. <laughs> so then you got physicist Bernard Eastland, who claimed that Harp includes technology based on his, his own patents that has the capability to modify weather and neutralize satellites. So this guy's like, I fucking invented I this. I did it first. Yeah, but his patent was not so creepily written. <laughs> and that has been proposed as a cause of low-frequency background. Did his, did his say various uses? <laughs> <laughs> And this one's actually really interesting to me. It's been proposed as a cause for the low-frequency background hum that a lot of people in that vicinity claim to hear in all their parts of the world. Or if they listen to the first few episodes of this very podcast. Mm-hmm. No, have you heard about the hum, though, that yeah, some people can hear? like the Taos hum. And it's not some people, as in like one or two, it's thousands of individuals. And like you're standing next to them, they're like, oh my god, I can't fucking stand it. And they're all here, they ex- describe it the exact same way. It's and not like people. that thing that William Shatner has. Um, starts with a tinnitus. T. Tinnitus. It's not the same. No, thing. it's, it's not. different. It's it's actually caused. They've actually. Found oh, I thought a, you, when you said William Shatner, I thought you meant racism. Oh Ra- no, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> he doesn't have time to do podcasts either because they don't pay enough. <laughs> That's true, and they're and they're just a fad. Um, the, but the Taos, like uh, I mentioned, the Taos home. That, that's a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Taos? Uh, a city somewhere in South yeah, America. And a lot of people, the residents are not all of them, but a majority of them are, are afflicted with this hum. And that's not the only place. And a lot of them, like if you're sitting right next to a large electric generator and three and quarters of the people can't hear it, but a quarter of them can. And it's maddening. These are the more, these are the, the more straight shooters of the fucking things that they think. And then you got to enter the fucking crazies. 
So two Georgia men arrested on jo- on drug charges in November 2016. I wonder why they were doing drugs yeah. in November of 2016. <laughs> 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 Grab him by the pussy. That that joke trumped any any joke I was going to make. Uh, and they reported pl- were plotting domestic terrorism based on conspiracy theories <laughs> about Harp. So they were. The arresting sheriff's office say the men possessed a massive arsenal. That's the words they use. They include AR-15s, Glock handguns, Remington rifles, and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Whenever they describe what these folks have, it, whether it be a militia, somebody who's arrested, it isn't it funny? This is like the only walk of life where the brands get recognition. Yeah, right. If if somebody yeah, if somebody's pulled over and they're like, "Well, they found beer," they didn't say, "Well, they had a couple Bud Lights, a Miller, and." And two yeah, cores. Right. Yeah. But here they had Glock handguns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> AR 15 rifles, Remington rifles. And according to police, the men wanted to destroy Harp because they believe the facility manipulates the weather, controls mines, and even, here's the big one, traps the souls of people. Traps the souls of people. You know, um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mike Cole, uh, smoked my soul in college. <laughs> Did you write it on paper? No, no, no. I partied too hard. It fell out. He was like, that looks like something I could smoke. And then he smoked it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then the police say the men confessed that God told them to go blow up the machine that kept souls so the souls could be released. God didn't do that. You did it. Yeah. I knew that you were a fucking narcotics agent. <laughs> what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. <laughs> so when they blow up this soul container, whatever it may be, are those souls then going to turn into Thetans? Uh, they they already are. And see, they can go back into other bodies so that when people get high enough in Scientology, they can, you know, exercise them again. No, if they had blown it up, if they had successfully blown it up, have you seen, have you, have you seen uh, Ghostbusters where they are forced to turn off uh, the... What is the the, the ghost containment the unit. ghost ca- catching containment yeah. unit? Mm-hmm. Therefore, and and all you can see all of those lights shooting out of the top yeah. of Ghostbusters headquarters. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> so those are the crazies. Now let's talk about some not so crazy. The crazies also great movie. Stanford University professor Umran Inan told Popular Science that weather control conspiracy theories were completely uninformed. Well, obviously he's just paid off, right? Explaining that there's absolutely nothing we can do to disturb the Earth's weather systems, and even though the power Harp radiates is very large, it's minuscule compared with the power of a lightning flash. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the force. There are 50 to 100 lightning flashes every second on Earth, and Harp's intensity is very small. I hate it when they let science get in the way of a good story. Man, I'm tired of it. Though I will say one thing. When he says that there's absolutely nothing we can do to disturb disturb Earth's weather systems. That's bullshit. The, the, the British in like the 50s or 60s. Flooded the were, shit out of stuff. Yeah. Were, were receding clouds. Yep, maybe and, that's not what he meant by disturbing Earth. Maybe, maybe he meant on a larger scale or something. Regardless, but we he's can, wrong. We can seed clouds. This scientist we is shouldn't. wrong, John. Just say it. Wrong. Computer scientist David Nadich. That was char- a McLaughlin group. Wrong. Wrong. Right. Wrong. Characterize Harp Love as McLaughlin. a magnet for conspiracy theorists, saying that Harp attracts their attention because its purpose seems deeply mysterious to the scientifically uninformed. Those scientifically uninformed 
just happened to read its path. Wait, wait. Are you, tra- are you trying to say that if we don't understand something and it seems mysterious to us that it won't necessarily hurt us? Um, well, see, if you don't understand it, it's a lie. That's what we're trying to teach everyone. Science, lie. Right. You know, and if I don't understand it, um, it, it most likely is going to hurt me. And evil. Yeah. Yeah. But you should probably watch a bunch of YouTube videos that agree with you just to make sure that you're right. Or Fox News. Yeah. (laughs) Or or listen to Hysteria 51. (laughs) Question. Yes. Fox News, do they have their own YouTube channel? I'm sure that they do. Well, see, I like to do what Lisa and I like to do is we turn on Fox News and CNN. We just let them fight it out. And that's how we stay sane. I'm going to go ahead and call it now. Wolf Blitzer (laughs) would beat any of the members of Fox News in only – I'm talking about a very specific type of fight like Bloodsport – where you dip your wraps in honey and oh, yeah. then in broken glass? I don't know, though. Uh, ben Kissel from Last Podcast on the left, that damn near seven foot tall motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> he's on Fox News. Right? Yeah, he's a Fox News, uh, com, you know, Wolf Blitzer would take him out. Can I Can I just say, speaking of Wolf Blitzer, I believe that Harp is controlling that ghost of a beard thing that he has on his face. <laughs> that, that white out. That Whatever smeared. the fuck that is. Why? <laughs> I don't understand it. Just grow a beard. When we were trying to decide on the, the name of our future child, uh, yes. who is not future anymore. <laughs> wolf um, Blitzer go for it. We were watching <laughs> CNN was on and I suggested Wolf. I said, that would, what a great name. Um, my wife didn't agree. Now, what? didn't you say that you uh, in a in a past episode that your, your in-laws were watching a lot of CNN when they were at your house? They were. Yeah. Did you, so you saw a lot of Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Wolf, a lot of Jake Tapper. Jake um, Tapper, sure. A lot of, uh, what would uh, Mario Cuomo's kid's name? Uh, Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey I, Lord just got fired. Uh, good, but why? I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. He tweeted something at the head of Media Matters and said, Seek Heil. <laughs> oh, my God. I was though, though apropos, I suppose he was trying to say see Kyle. He was trying to you he was know, trying to say that, the, that media media matters is a leftist fascist organization. Mm-hmm. Well, I just meant apropos because he oftentimes comes off sounding like a Nazi. Yes, right. No, the, the irony was very much lost. on Hey, him. we're recording the CNN hour after this. Let's get through. Oh, this my episode. fault. Sorry, <laughs> wrong meeting. I'm sorry. So speaking of journalists, Anderson Cooper's a dreamboat, though. I'm just going to say it now. Uh, you got a chance. <laughs> it's true. So journalist Sharon Weinberger called Harp the Moby Dick of conspiracy theories and said that the popularity of conspiracy theories were off often overshadows the benefit Harp may provide to the scientific community. Bullshit. This is the Moby Dick. Yeah, she I just doesn't say. know a lot of conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, Sharon, that's so cute. <laughs> it's also so cute that she thought that it was there to benefit the scientific community. <laughs> <laughs> And then let's let's bring it down to a local. Austin Baird, running the Alaska Dispatch, said that Harp is susceptible to conspiracy criticism because it's very simple. The facility doesn't open its doors in the same way as other what are they, federally it funded shut? other federally funded research facilities around the country let you go in and look at it, and it doesn't go to great efforts to explain the importance of its research to the public. So after they federally handed it over to the Alaskan University in August 2016, they opened its doors and said, come on in and check it out. Just don't look in the back. Now, did a lot of people show up for that? <laughs> All of, of Alaska. 40-some people showed All up. of Alaska. Wow. And you know, uh, uh, Jesse 20... Ventura's t- entire family. That's right. So 
<laughs> 27 of those people were Palins. <laughs> <laughs> there was two Wait, I don't know if you knew or... this, but you can see Russia from there. Yeah. You, you know what, though? Now, I will say this. I will. This is the only time. Sarah Palin's a fucking idiot. But that whole thing is actually from SNL that people put on her. You can see Russia from Alaska. And she didn't say you can see it from my house. That was actually Tina Fey on SNL. And people just give that to her. But you can actually see Russia from Alaska. Did you know that? If it's a flat earth, you can. <laughs> uh, that's settled science. It's flat, guys. <laughs> so I'd buy that for a dollar. Who's writing this? Like, is it innocuous? It's nothing. Is it fucking um, something we need to worry about? I'll, I'll, I'll submit this. It wasn't long ago that we were talking about chemtrails. And, uh, <laughs> and a little U.S. Air Force report entitled Weather as a Force Multiplier. Owning the weather in 2025 was a topic that we were discussing. That is a real fucking paper. And when that came out, it was in like, what was it? The early nineties. They're like, no, it's fine. We're talking about like in like a long time from now. It sounds even more ominous because I'm still now reading everything in Wolf Blitzer's voice. Imagine (laughs) you're in the situation room. Weather is a force multiplier. Owning the weather in 2025. Well, like you said, we've done cloud seeding. We have the, the British has. People say chemtrails are real, whether they are or not. Mind control? <laughs> Is it a far jump to think that the governments of the world are trying to harness the power of weather, earthquakes, fucking shit like that? Yes. I mean, if you were in control, Kevin. Yes. Let, for real question. Mm-hmm. If you were president of the fucking United States, mm-hmm. in all honesty, mm-hmm. and someone said, I think that we could actually um, harness the power of the weather, mm-hmm. and it would be able to block you know, incoming ICBM missiles, help out with floods, things like that. Don't you think you would authorize that? Grab by the pussy. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Well, the positive parts, yeah, like the missile defense, but then you start thinking about like Reagan's Star Wars program, which was insane. Never happened. Yeah. So (laughs) think about it this way. Uh, Most of the people who want to be president um, are are very interested in power. And then when they become president, when you have that ultimate- No, no, no. You- don't church this up. Oh, me? Yeah, I know you. <laughs> okay. How about this way? I'll I want to it... know fucking Kevin Crispin is president. Do you give me the thought? Shit's going to be coming, man. You got to make your mind up. Just sign it or not. Um. Yeah. Let's fucking st- I stop missiles. Yeah. But does that mean that I'm also signing off on, well, now we're going to put an earthquake in, in the Indian you Ocean. Are, you, you're just the president. That's b- above your pay grade. Like, oh, I see. Those questions. I'm laughing because that's so true. <laughs> those questions aren't for you to. I mean, you could think about them, but they don't really have anything to do with you. Then, if it's gonna stop missiles and and you know let, little... let us listen to KMOX, let's do it. <laughs> I, he always wonders why when the guy's in there and he goes, "So it's gonna stop missiles?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, he laughed. Why is he laughing? <laughs> no, no. Castle Grayskull. <laughs> John, what do you think? Oh, Lord. Um, I think any type of weather manipulation is bad. I, I, I because, and, and here's why. I don't think that any scientist in the whole world actually has a true understanding of how to control that. I think, you know, you, you try to – it's the, the chaos theory, you know. You, Are you a chaotician you, now? What? A chaotician? Did uh, you ever watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't know it word for word like that, you. No, that's what uh, – that's what uh, – who's the guy? Must go faster. Must go faster. Jeff Goldblum? That's what he was. He was a chaotician. Oh. Um, I, I can only just think – John knows I know uh, fucking 
Jurassic Park word for word. I just lay down. I just recite it. <laughs> he does. He does. I don't think I. I don't think any scientist actually knows the true ramifications of trying to start a small thunderstorm here. It's it, like I said, the chaos theory where. Uh, you know, you kill a butterfly in Africa. Well, butterfly yeah, 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 yeah. Flap its um, wings and all of a sudden, you know. You're... I went for kill because, you know, that's this type of show. Um, I think that. You I think there's. CNN there, and he gets uppity. <laughs> there's, there, there, <laughs> there's just way too many unknowns. I think that there are other ways to shoot missiles out of the sky that we, we don't need to start, start messing around with raising the entire atmosphere. You know, our entire atmosphere, the way it's held on this earth, assuming you believe in the ball earth, uh, is, is gravity. And you start, <laughs> you dumb bastard. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll let you go though. So you start, you start raising that and you know, gravity has a little less effect and some of those, some of those particles fly out into space and all of a sudden we have a different atmosphere and we have problems. Or you start a chain reaction of, of weather events that, that, that start with a storm where you wanted them to and end with like a continent disappearing. Uh, it just sounds like a bad idea to me. I am out on it. But I also don't. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> <laughs> but for the record, I also don't think that's what Harp was. I don't think. No, I, I don't think so I think, either. you know, patents, the, it, inevitably you look at patents. There are so many things that people put in patents. Like, well, it could do this eventually, so let's just cover our asses. Uh, I don't think they were actually controlling the weather. I don't think they were causing earthquakes. I, I think they were literally like, oh, hey, this submarine halfway around the world we can talk to now because we shot some microwaves in the ionosphere. Do you think that the patent for the fidget spinner also mentions uh, being able to do something with a uh, nuclear annihilation? <laughs> no, that was completely mind control. Oh, my fault. And by the way, I think has been successful. <laughs> uh, until the next stupid thing comes out a month from now. You know? That's true. I Brent, what agree, do you think? I agree with you in a different way. I agree. Harp is probably innocuous and it was exactly what it was thought to be. Like they were using it to help with what it is. Though, I do not for one second believe that weather manipulation is above or out of the reach of the scope of things that the US government would want to be a part of. I just don't think it would be at a place like Harp that is so in the view of the public. You know what I mean by that? What I'm saying is, do I think that they probably are trying to manipulate the weather? Absolutely. But I think it's more black ops type shit like that than harp. Because I absolutely think the U.S. government would not care about the ramifications of something like that. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. So far, so good. <laughs> the U.S. All know. right, let's go around the table one more time. Do, uh, do you guys think that any of the catastrophes mentioned earlier, whether it be Fukushima, whether it be the Indian Ocean tsunami, do you think any of that was orchestrated, whether it be by harp or uh, was artificially orchestrated? No. 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 All right. Well, we're in agreement. By harp. <laughs> Don't you like how I can just say that at the end? <laughs> it makes me... I'm little... David Pumpkins! Exactly. Do you think he did it? <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our opinions, which who fucking knows? That's kind of what we said. What do you guys say? How can they let us know what they say, John? They need to hop on Facebook and go to Hysteria Nation. It's our discussion page where we talk about all this stuff all day, every day, and put funny pictures up. Literally all day, every day. Log on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. Also... 
Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. And you can go to Twitter at Hysteria51pod. Don't forget to give us some Twitter love. And if you want us to hear your beautiful voice and to play your beautiful, beautiful voice on the show, give us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Leave us a voicemail and tell us how awesome I am and how silly, silly, silly Brent is. 773-669-7277. T-shirts, tpublic.com slash Store slash hysteria dash 51 or just go on T public T E public and search hysteria 51. And for this being our 50th episode, if you go to T public, we have a brand new t-shirt available for purchase. Oh, we always tell you we're bro- we're broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. You can now find your own lower fourth dimension t-shirt. It is a representation of the Chicago flag. Only instead of stars, it is little alien men that look suspiciously like the hysteria 51 one alien man aka hank thank you hank yeah so don't forget to tell a friend about the show that's the easiest way to spread the love and speed of spreading the love spread the love about kevin crispin who we love having on kevin two weeks in a row i know god you know in that last one things went off the rails (laughs) or out or out the stomach or out the stomach yeah i mean you yeah listen to that episode if you want to hear about that <laughs> but yeah hey thanks for having me on as always i love it uh you guys are doing a great job and um i don't believe the weather's controlled by government <laughs> oh you think it's done by ha, private ha, ha, industry ha, ha, ha. <laughs> i have no comment <laughs> oh wonderful so with that said i've been brent i've been john uh, i'm still kevin he's been conspiracy but stay woke meet sex Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.